is the Lord who was and is and is to come. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised. You are Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, beginning and the end. You were before time and after time. There's no end in you. We thank you, Lord. The Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Lamb of God, takes away the sin of the world. The King of kings, the Lord of lords. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised. We thank you. You inhabit the praise of your people. The King of kings and the Lord of lords inhabits the praise of his people. The great I am. <laughs> Not the great I was. Not the great I can't. <laughs> we love you, Jesus. The Lord of heaven's armies. We worship you. We honor you. We thank you for being with us, Holy Spirit. <laughs> we thank you for the kiss <laughs> that you are depositing on your body. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your hope. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Amen. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Amen. Wow. That was awesome. When you're praying in your heavenly language or singing in your heavenly language, the Bible says that you are speaking mysteries. The Holy Spirit is speaking through you mysteries that you may not understand. But I tell you what, when you allow the Holy Spirit to pray through you and speak through you and uh, worship through you, it's going to be good. It's going to be perfect. We need to be praying in tongues a lot more than we are. I had, I think, one, maybe two people say amen. Amen. <laughs> a little closer. I'll try that. It's so vitally important. Um, I've learned and I've shared before, and Holy Spirit, thank you. Um, we're just going to go on this a little bit before we get into our message, but... Um, Especially as you see the day approaching, as we see the times that we're in, if there's ever a day that we need to be um, led, unctioned, um, and prayed for and intercessed through by the Holy Spirit, it's today. Amen? It's just a beautiful thing. He's given you, he's equipped us with the ability to have the Holy Spirit intercede and pray through us. Mysteries that we might not understand. Now, there's a difference between a message in tongues in a service that will be, a, there will be an interpretation with that. There's a difference between that and your heavenly language and just praying and interceding in tongues. When we were singing, we were just interceding and praying and worshiping in tongues. I just wanted you to understand because the Holy Spirit was impressing me to do that. It was beautiful just to show, hey, you can do this on your own. You can do this anytime. You can sing in the Holy Spirit without just praying. You can sing along with different worship songs and in and out of that into the known and the unknown, okay? So it's just given us an opportunity. I believe the Holy Spirit deposited something. The Holy Spirit did something in that moment. Amen? And he's going to continually do something as we go into this part of the ministry of 
He's going to move inside of you and release some things inside of you as we release the word. Amen. So we are starting in the, um, uh, the study or whatever. I'm not even, I, I can't even put a defining on this. As every time I've tried to, and, and I studied, hallelujah, maybe turn the game down or something. I studied uh, a lot of hours this week, and most of the material I studied is not going to be shared today. <laughs> That's so beautiful. If you were, as you can imagine, there's a lot of people that are like, they were all freaked out, like, oh, you're going to teach in Revelation? Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, like, oh, and there's a lot of study that goes into that. Um, and, the, you know, the Holy Spirit has such a great sense of humor. Those who don't know, God has a sense of humor. Uh, he, and he has a very good sense of humor. Um, I, I began to study all kinds of things, even from Daniel and the, and the, the weeks and, and how all these things come together. And it was going to be really awesome. Um, it probably will be really awesome as, as we go through this. But um, the Lord showed me a little bit of a picture and I got part of it. But he wanted to go a lot further in that picture than I was thinking he wanted me to. Because I was so concerned about laying out this outline and doing, you know, to make sure this has this really. And we were getting ready to eat dinner Friday. We, me and the boys had went up to, uh, well, by Bear River Reservoir and did some exploring and a little bit of four-wheeling and all the way down to the river and did some fishing. And they were fishing and I was just listening and talking to the Lord and just asking, Lord, he, my heart was that there's been a fear on the church. And, and from my growing up, I know it's so. And there's been a fear about the rapture, about, or not really about the rapture, about the tribulation. And people not sure about the rapture or where it's going to land or how it's going to happen. And there's just been a fear associated with the last days or the end times. So in my prayer time, I said, Lord, I really want to see that lifted. My, my desire for all of us is to, for a few things. As, I, as we go through some weeks or months, or I don't know what it's going to be, um, but to have a great understanding, clarity on the book of Revelation. On, on where we're at as a church through the end times. So that anyone, anyone under the sound of my voice would be able to easily explain clearly and know where we stand and where you stand. The, the four square gospel, if you look back on that wall, you see these pillars, it's the savior, a baptizer, healer, coming king. You never hear much of the coming king. But the Bible saw, calls that our blessed hope. Our blessed hope. Now that, and uh, I had shared, the Lord gave me a little download almost about a year ago. On at some point, we will have prayer teams of groups up here really covering. He showed me the pictures. Four areas of prayer. People who are trained and, and understand salvation, how to lead people to the Lord. When there's a salvation call, they'll be praying for salvation. Baptizing the Holy Spirit. People who know how to pray and, and, and intercede and have been taught how to lead people into the baptism of the Spirit. People who have those giftings of healing and, and pray for healing. And then the coming king, I was like, coming king. And the Lord showed me those who need hope. You need to have a group of people for those who need hope because it's a blessed hope. How many people in this day and age, and as you know, they're hopeless. There's stuff going on in their life and they need hope. So those are the four squares. And I, you, you guys know me. I'm not like a big, oh my gosh, denominationalism. And, and it's about Jesus, okay? It's his kingdom. That's what I'm really. But, but we have these four squares. And, the, the, and they're beautiful. I, I love them. I think it's a great foundation to build upon. So the coming king is, is what we want to share. Um, I want to say prophecy is not anything to be scared of. The whole purpose that Jesus and the Father has given prophecies to prophets through the ages is so that we would not be afraid, so that we wouldn't be surprised, right? So that we would have a clear understanding of what's to come. That's the heart behind prophecy. So 
the book of Revelation is not a thing to be afraid of. It's a thing to have hope and be excited for. Amen? Um, and it is of a future hope. A future hope. So let's get started. Revelation chapter 1, and I didn't give Beth. I, I, it's crazy enough. Never mind. I'm not going to waste time talking about it. <laughs> Revelation chapter 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm going to stop. <laughs> You'll, you've heard the apocalypse, and people, oh, here's a fear word, the apocalypse. The apocalypse is a Greek word, just means revelation. Revelation. Prophecy and revelation isn't, isn't a scary thing. Prophecy and revelation is a beautiful thing. It brings clarity, understanding, amen? amen. Now, what's the revelation of? Jesus Christ. A lot of people have interpreted the book of Revelations as, it's, and they literally say it this way, the revelation of the revelation that John got. Even some Bibles say the revelation of John. No, it's the apocalypse of Jesus Christ. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not a revelation of a revelation. It's a revelation of the person, Jesus. Okay? We're, we will probably come back into this, but I just have to set that straight from the beginning. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants. Things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who, pay attention to this, bore witness to. You're going to see in the book of Revelations as we go through this triplets. Triplets, 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 triplets. Um, there's going to be sevens. You're going to see seven, a scroll with seven seals. Right after that, you're going to see angels with seven trumpet blasts. Right after that, you're going to see seven bowls of judgment. There's triplets all throughout. There's sevens. Numbers are important, and you'll see similarities as we go travel all over the place. There's like 240-something different references of the Old Testament throughout the book of Revelation. So, yeah, there's a lot to cover. <laughs> Who bore witness to the Word of God one, the word of God, and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, two, to all things that he saw, three. So this verse, he's breaking down, what, what did John bear witness to? The word of God. John bore witness to the word of God, to the Old Testament that he knew, one. John bore witness to things that he, uh, testimony of Jesus Christ. John bore witness to Jesus himself and his life. He wrote the book of John and the first John. He bore witness to the old, he bore witness to Jesus himself, and he bore witness things that he saw, the vision. I'm just laying a foundation there. Blessed, church say blessed. Blessed, blessed is he who what? Reads. That's me. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy. That's you. This book of all books was meant and intended. Its whole purpose was to be read from start to finish in the congregation. This, and, and yes, I understand all the Bible's blessed. I'm very aware of that. But Jesus gives John this, I want you, I want you to get this, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. 
He closes the book in the same way. Blessed. It is mind-boggling that we are not reading the book of Revelation, preaching the book of Revelation, teaching the book of Revelation, which tells me there's a blessing that we've been missing. Right? I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm smart enough to figure that one out. I'm smart enough to know I want every single blessing that the Lord has for me. When I, was, when I was newly saved, like I was extremely the opposite way before that. And then when, when he came into my life, I was just dumb enough to think like, if I was going like full throttle that way, we might as well step on the gas with both feet going this way. Right? If we're going to do it, let's do it. And I was very early on said, Lord, whatever you have for me, I want. I want every single thing you have for me. Right? I mean, who wants to be blessed by God? Like, I want to be blessed, blessed. Like, I've been not blessed because I was living in disobedience. And then when you start living in obedience, he starts pouring blessings out, right? And it's like, I want all of them. So blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in for the time is near. Um, the time is near. In, in the Greek, that word means things are coming quickly. Not that we're like, John's saying, like, it's going to happen right now soon. It says what it means in the Greek in that word, it breaks it down. It says, as they happen, they start happening quickly. And you will see that in his writing, his style of writing. It was meant to be read in once. And as you're reading it through in one shot, you see there's a procession. It's like it's picking up speed, picking up speed, picking up speed. It is coming. Amen? Church, we are in the church age. This is the age of the church. We're not in the... We're, we're, not really in the last days yet. We're getting close, but we are approaching. Now, Jesus taught, and there's no notes in this. Um, we look at Matthew 24, which, which is predominantly written to the Jews. And the, the rapture period, and after the rapture, is for the church. It is the end of the church age. After the church age is predominantly focusing on the Jewish people. There's 144,000, 12,000 from 12 tribes majority of that is speaking to the Jewish people. Will there be people saved? Yes, they, but they will lose their heads. Martyrs. The, the church will be raptured. And you see that in chapter 4. But we are in the church age right now. And you see from chapter 2 and 3, he is speaking to who? The seven churches. And then it says in chapter 4, verse 1, after these things... There's a break. Now, in chapter 1 of Revelation, uh, verse 19, he tells John as he's closing up the first part of his vision, write the things which, here we go in triplets, write the things which you have seen, the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. After this. Then he goes into chapter 4. It's speaking of the churches, the church age. Chapter 4, he says... After this, once again, I'm not the sharpest tool, but there's a sign there. After this. After that, you don't hear of the church anymore. You hear no more of the church after chapter 4 until about chapter 19, and you see them in heaven. Well, actually, in chapter 4 and 5, you see what's going on in heaven. You see the 24 elders. They're in white robes. They're, 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 uh, and white is signified of the pure bride, the church. So you see that signified that they are there around the Lamb, around the throne of God 
as John is starting to get his revelation. You also see in chapter 19 of Revelations that as the, um, before the Lord's coming back, they are, the, the church is like singing praises. And so you see that picture, but for predominantly the rest of that whole time, you're not speaking of the church anymore because the church age has ended. And we're going we're gonna to show, um, well, let's, where should we go now? Let's go to 1 Thessalonians. I wasn't planning on this, but let's go to 1 Thessalonians just so, um, who knows where this is going to end today. Praise the Lord. <laughs> 1 Thessalonians is probably the most popular. Um, we will at some point be looking at 1 Corinthians 15 too. You see the, the transition really in 1 Corinthians of um, the body, the dead, um, being transformed into this new metamorphosis of style of body. Yay! Right? We're going to get a new body. Yay! Like Jesus' body. So, but chapter 4, Paul is speaking to the Thessalonica church. Um, this is a baby church. This is a one-year-old church. Now, we, I've always heard a lot of people have always told me, well, well, you know, you should only give meat to those who aren't babies, which is very true, right? But apparently, Paul thought that this baby church was needed to know about the rapture. They needed to have a blessed hope. They needed to know about the end times. So you don't have to be like this, you know, 40-year veteran Christian to be able to, before you could, like, crack the book of Revelation. Like, so he's, he's just, I just wanted to give that to you. This is a baby church. And, and through each chapter of the verse of Thessalonians, there's some hints into the end days. Paul says, um, verse 13, chapter 4, but I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning these who have fallen asleep. Paul does not want his church to be ignorant of the last days. He doesn't want the church to be ignorant of the rapture specifically, which we're going to keep reading. I don't want us to be ignorant. I don't want to be ignorant. We, we should not be ignorant. Amen? The, reason, the, the fact that he says, I don't want you to be ignorant, shows that they were. And I think many of us are. Many of the church as a whole today is very ignorant to a few things, to how God sees us, to who we are in Christ, and to his plan for us. Just some little things. <laughs> Just some little things. We're going we're gonna, to, um, at some point today, probably get into how he sees us. I'm praying. Well, no, I'm not. Whatever, Lord. I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning these, those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow. He doesn't want us to sorrow. He wants us to have hope and joy. I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no what? No hope. I don't want you to be ignorant so you don't have no hope. Paul wants his readers in this church to have hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain, that's us, until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. This very simply means in 1 Corinthians 15, it shows that the dead in Christ, at the sound of the trump, the dead in Christ will rise first. Those who are with here on the earth will meet them in the air. This is what Paul is referencing. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven. The Lord himself will descend from heaven. The rapture, and we meet him in the air. The rapture is not Jesus stepping foot on the earth. He comes in the clouds, and we meet him in the clouds. 
When Jesus steps foot on the earth, that's, that's the true second coming. That is when he is on the earth. That's, that's when he is coming, and we're coming with him, by the way. We are coming back with him. We've met him in the air. We've, the Bema Seat judgment is happening, the, the, which is the judgment of the saints for all the works that we've done, good or bad. They will be tested by fire. The gold, the, the precious stones, the silver will stand. The worthless works are going to be melted by fire. Um, that's going to happen. And then we're going to be with Jesus during the tribulation. Then, as he comes back to handle some business, right? He's coming back to handle some business. There's been, his, his church and his people had been persecuted by the enemy, persecuted by man. People have rejected him. There's been no, he is coming back. And he is taking his vengeance and judgment is coming to this earth. And we're coming with him. We are riding on white, in white robes, on white horses, and he is coming, and there is a sword coming out of his mouth, and there is fire coming out of his eyes, and you are not going to want to be on this earth. I will tell you the book of Revelations. It is a blessed hope for the church. It is not good if you are not ready. And Jesus, the, the, the things that Jesus taught, he said, watch. Be ready. Be watching. Be prepared. He's saying, I don't want you left. I don't want you missed. He shows the, the many parables of, of the end days of the tribulation, the signs, the signs, all the signs are for the tribulation, not for the rapture. Because you would know when that happens. He goes, you can read the signs. You know when that day's coming, Amen. right? You know when those, you can see it's a, you know, uh, what's it? Storm, it's red, red clouds at night, sailor's delight, right? Red clouds at night, it's going to be calm the next day. Red clouds at morning, uh, sailors be warning. It's going to be rough. Like, you can read the signs. The thief, I mean, Jesus is using the terms as the thief who comes. He snatches away. That's the rapture. The word rapture means caught up or snatched away quickly. So there's a snatching away quickly. You won't know that time. So that's not, Matthew 24, Jesus isn't saying like, Here's all the signs for the rapture. He said, here's the signs of the last day. There is some, rapture, there is some rapture, rapture references, but the signs are for that. Now, we do see, I'm nowhere in my notes, praise the Lord. Um, we do see foreshadowings of the signs, right? And you've seen that all through Scripture. He'll speak of something. The Lord gives us something. And you'll start seeing the foreshadowings of those things. And all that should do is make us excited to know that those signs ain't no joke, right? Those signs are real. We're seeing earthquakes now. But this earth is going to shake violently like never before. You see plagues and things now, but there's going to be plagues like you've never seen before. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars, but there's going to be wars like you've never seen before. Those are all foreshadowings. Where am I at? <laughs> oh. First Thessalonians, verse 16. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Same thing that happens in chapter 4 of Revelations. With the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. To meet the Lord, where? In the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Listen to this last verse. Therefore, do what? Comfort one another with these words. What is this to bring the church? Comfort. Now, I don't know about you, 
But if you believe in a like post-trib, I am not comforted. That's not, this is not, the, the book of Revelations is not comforting me if I don't believe that I'm being raptured and caught up. I don't know who, I, that's not comforting. Now, not saying there won't, be, there won't be wrath poured out on this earth. Yeah, the devil hates us. You will experience tribulation from the devil. He hates us. Tribulation from people. Jesus said, they, they hated me, they're going to hate you. The church has been under persecution since it enveloped. The American church don't know much about it. But the church around the world, there's more, there's more martyrs happened in, in this last 20 years than has ever happened on the planet. So yeah, we're going to be punished. There's going to be um, resistance and there's going to be hate against the church. But it comes from the enemy and from people. It's not from God. It's not wrath from God. The wrath is from the devil and wrath from people all during this time. This is comfort yourself with these words. Does this comfort you that he's coming to take us away? He's coming to, to lift us up, to meet him in the air, to be with him forever. Amen? Comfort yourself with these words. The rapture is meant to bring comfort. I want to read Matthew, or I'm sorry, John chapter 14, the same man who wrote the book of Revelations. John chapter 14, um, and Jesus gives us some insight, and we're probably not going to be able to develop it today because I got like 15 minutes left. Um, maybe we'll get into we'll we'll get as far as we can. He gives us some insight, and I won't really break it all out this week, but next week we will. John chapter 14 verses 1 through 3. He says these words: "Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, and trust also in me." There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you, I am going to prepare a place for you. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Did you hear that? We will always in, in 1 Thessalonians and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Jesus' own words, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. There's more than enough room in, your fa in my Father's home. When I begin to break this down, you guys are going to get excited next week, what Jesus is actually saying. How many know we know that we can study, and how the proper way to study the word is through content, context, and culture. There's something going on culturally that Jesus is saying to the disciples that their minds are going ding, 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 that we are not. We're going to look at that next week because there's no way we're going to get to it this week. But the next passage of scripture I want us to look at, and this was one as we were eating Friday night coming back, I literally had to jump up from the table, go write down some notes. I was like, that was Holy Spirit download. Um, I had literally been praying. I was telling you, Lord, I, want, I don't want the church to be in fear. I want to see that fear released. And I'm sitting there, and you know, I'm not the sharpest guy. I just said that earlier. Like, the verse, this verse didn't come into my head because I was so focused on Revelation. But the Holy Spirit said, well, perfect love casts out all fear. Which I've said that so many times, but it, did, it just wasn't in the fit of what I had planned for Revelation. So in 1 John, John once again, 4, 12 through 17, the, the heading in my Bible said, seeing God through love. 
This is how we need, we, the church has got to get a picture of who God is. And they must have a right picture. See, my whole life, I, I've been instructed by people and taught, and, and even people I really looked up to, that some of them had some different looks on the book of Revelation. And it's okay if you don't agree with me on the book of Revelation. You're still going to get to heaven. You're just going to be beat up a little more. That's all. <laughs> but I don't, if, if you can be right, I could be wrong. Um, I don't really have a pan theology. I know some of it'll all pan out. I believe um, we have enough evidence that we can see that Amen. part of how you see Scripture and how you see God, your theology should be that God is good. And he loves us. Seeing God through love. Verse 12, no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been what? Perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have, and just for fun, um, the early church, one of the things in, in Song of Solomon, I don't have the, the time or the resources to quote it right now, but it is seen, there's, a, there's another tree, three things there. The Holy Spirit was seen as the kiss in Song of Solomon. Isn't that beautiful? He has given us his Holy Spirit. He's given us a kiss. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Now, this is the great part. The next verses, the consummation of love. Ooh, that's good stuff. Listen to what he says. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness when? In the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. Come on. As he was, as he is in the world. You know how he was in the world? Perfect. Perfect, blameless, spotless. It's how we are in the world. That just, he sees us as if we've never sinned. I am in him, and he is in me. I am his beloved. He sees you as if you never sinned. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is a lot better than I was thinking it was going to be. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Uh, I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on the Holy Spirit. I hope you get that. There is no fear in what? In love. But what? Perfect love does what? Cast out fear. Why? Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Ooh. Ooh. If we're fearing what's to come, we have not been made perfect in love. My desire and my whole purpose of what we are made perfect in love. Fear is going to be, is going to be looked at and kind of laughed at. Like, no, he's my coming king. He is my blessed hope. He is my beloved. I am his beloved. His banner over me is love. It's not judgment.
Don't worry, I got 10 minutes. We won't go past point one. We probably won't even get through point one. There may be, who knows. Point one, love has been perfected among us. Oh, I should probably tell you the title, huh? Don't let your hearts be troubled. He's coming to get us. Point one, love has been perfected among us. The Greek word for perfected is telia. I love this word, perfected. It means having reached its end. Love has reached its end in us and among us. Complete in all parts. Specifically, in the completeness of Christian character. Completeness of Christian character in us. That's the love of God. He sees you, not as you are necessarily. He sees you as you are going to be. He sees you as you are. I mean, you are the the completed, perfect work of God, but you could be wrestling with it still. But he sees you as if you've never sinned, at that finished work. Amen? The word talia, it's that, it also, in complete in all parts, specifically in the completeness and and Christian character. Talia, you hear the, it's like a telescope. It's like this coming to a completion. Remember the old pirate's telescopes? You ever see those old, they would like, that is what this love looks like. It is, it is, fully extended perfect perfectly when it's fully extended you could see clearly amen love has been perfected among us love has been talia love has been perfected among us in this way that we may have boldness in the day of judgment boldness in the day of judgment let's look at that word judgment Chrysis, it's the Greek word chrysis. It means decision, sentence, generally divine judgment, accusation. What does the enemy do? He's the accuser of the brethren. That's not God. That word, we could have boldness in what? In the day of judgment. That day is not for his bride. That day is not for the church. We'd have hope and boldness in that day. Generally divine judgment, accusation. There's, there is a judgment for the church. I mentioned it, but the Bema seat. And we can see that in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3. And that's where our works, those things that we've done in the flesh, will be tested by fire. Uh, we see in 2 Corinthians uh, 5, uh, 10, same thing. Then there's a great white throne judgment. A great white throne judgment. That's not the judgment for believers. That's a judgment for those who weren't believers, those who've been dead. All of the dead, all of those who haven't served God all through the time are going to be a final judgment and sentence is pronounced. We are not in that judgment. So we can have a boldness. Amen? This is what Paul is teaching. He doesn't want the the church to be ignorant. And this is just John speaking in, in, uh, about love. Isn't that something? Just in this beautiful talking about love, you see the heart of God. You see his quality, his character. It has always just messed with me. I've just been blown away my whole life when different ones would say, 
well, you know, we're going to have to go through the tribulation. I'm like, what? Have you, I mean, have you, do you know God? Have you read, I mean, have you spent time with him? So let me get this straight. He's made us the righteousness of God, given his son's blood so that I could be righteous and be made righteous and he would live in me, a holy vessel, and I could live in him. And then he's going to pour out judgment, the worst wrath and judgment this world has ever seen? I don't know who your God, who you talk to and who you hang out with, but I have never seen that guy. I don't know who that is. Seeing God through love. We need to know. This is why it's so important. We need to know who we are in Christ, church. We need to know who we are in Christ. My grandpa used to say that, and I used to, honestly, I used to get a little frustrated by it. There's a few things he'd just say over and over. It's like, good Lord, I heard you, but I don't think I did. And I think he knew that he kept saying it because people weren't getting it. He started to say, you got to know who you, he'd say, the problem with the church, right? How many's heard that? You know, the problem with the church, it's still, still fighting this thing. The problem with the church, he'd say, the church doesn't know who they are. The church doesn't know who they are. And you know what? The church needs to know who we are. We're the apple of God's eye. We're the apple of his eye. We are his bride. He loves us. He loves us, church. We need to know how he sees us. He sees us as pure, holy, righteous, spotless. He exchanged our mess for his righteousness. That's how he sees us. You need to see yourself that way. You need to walk that way. You need to live that way. You need to love that way. (laughs) We need to understand how he abides in us how we can abide in him and love. He abides in us. His love abides in us, and we abide in him. We need to understand that. (laughs) One more. There's no fear in love. There is no fear in love. That word for fear in the Greek is phobos. It means panic flight. Panic flight. Panic flight. There's no panic flight in love. It means to flee, withdraw, phobos. There's no withdrawal in love. It really means fleeing because of feeling inadequate. There's no feeling of inadequacy in love. There's no fleeing because you don't feel worthy enough in love. You guys need to hear this. 
When there's a feeling of fear or inadequacy in love, this is what it will cause us to do. Have control over intimacy. A lot of people don't have intimacy with the Father. They don't have intimacy with Jesus because there is fear. Fear of intimacy, fear of control, of losing control. Perfect love casts out all fear, all lack of control, all fear, all feelings of inadequate to be loved. You ever notice, you'll see people, you start to love them, they just flee. They have to, they have to pull it back. How many of us have been that way with the Lord? He, start, he wants us to come close and be intimate, and we pull back. I don't, I don't feel if I'm, I'm right. I don't feel I'm holy enough. I don't feel I'm good enough. That's why it's so important to know how he sees you and see yourself as he sees you. And when he says, come, see the spirit and the bride say, come. Come, come, come. To the degree we fear, we hunger for control. Ooh, you feel that? Man, there is a release. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, release. Lord, release love. Lord, release love. Lord, break fear. Fear be gone off your bride in the mighty name of Jesus. Control, leave. Control, sneaky. You sneaky spirit, be broken, leave. Freedom. <laughs> freedom to love. Freedom to be loved. Perfect love casts out all fear. See, perfect love is in you, is residing in you. Submit to it. Submit to it. First Thessalonians. What a beautiful passage. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Why don't you stand with me, church? We're going to worship the Lord for a while. You just bow your heads. I just want to give you guys an opportunity. Nobody looking around. There was, I felt something in that control over intimacy to the degree we fear we hunger for control I want to see that lift if that's been something you've been struggling with just lift your hand I see you don't be afraid the Lord's going to deliver you today the Lord's going to deliver you today how many would be honest and say Pastor Steve I have, I have had a fear over the the end days, I've had a fear over the book of Revelation. He's going to break that. He's breaking it. We got to know who he is. We got to see God through the eyes of love. 
Lord, I ask right now, deposit in your bride how much you love her. Lord, deposit it right now. Holy Spirit, bring that love. Lord, I pray from this day forward, this church will never doubt your love. Perfect love, come, cast out all fear. Lack of intimacy be broken. Lack of intimacy be broken. Intimacy, the mighty love of God, come. Holy Spirit, come. Bring that kiss <laughs> to your bride. Control be broken. Fear of intimacy be broken on the spiritual and on the natural be broken right now. Healing from intimacy in this house right now. Healing come. Holy Spirit, bring that healing right now. Lord, we love you. Just begin to love on him, church. Just, just worship him. Begin to love on him. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. You're a mighty, mighty God. I thank you for your love, God. You're a perfect love. We thank you, Lord, for setting the captives free. We thank you, Lord, for indwelling us with your love. We thank you, Lord, that I abide in you and you abide in me. We thank you for your banner that's waving over us, which is love. We are loved. We are loved. Lord, we thank you for intimacy, that you want to be close. You've removed every barrier. You put on the flesh of mankind to come and be intimate and close. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for setting us free from shame, setting us free from guilt. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. We thank you for your love. Pour it out, Lord. Pour it out. We bless you, Jesus. Control be broken. Freedom reigns in this place. Freedom reigns in our lives. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and liberty. Control be gone. Yes, holy, holy, holy. Who was and is and is to come. Holy are you, Father. Holy are you, Son. Holy are you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. Pour out your love, Jesus. Pour out your love. Thank you, Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Fear be gone. <laughs> Fear be gone. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Yes, the altars are open. If you want to come spend some time in the altar, you can. If you feel you need to take off and be dismissed, you can be dismissed. If you want to keep worshiping the Lord, you're free to keep worshiping the Lord.